0: Almost every single episode of this podcast will say, hey, if you're a listener, reach out, love hearing from you, and uh, a handful of you guys have done that. In fact, quite a few have, and it literally is the best part of doing this podcast, interacting with the listeners. Well, besides hanging out with my good buddy Alex here, or Caleb, or my little brother Jake, or the OG Brandon Martin himself, which uh, will be on a podcast here soon, I am sure, but listening to or sorry interacting with the listeners of this show truly is a very rewarding thing um had some listeners show up at some trade shows recently that i was at and uh have had instagram messages go wild messages facebook messages all the like and uh i love it it's it's uh so awesome i've read your comments on uh Uh, Apple Podcasts, I've uh, basically anywhere, emails, I've even gotten emails, and all of it is fantastic. I recently received a message from a longtime listener of the show, uh, Mr. Nate Dodson, if you're listening in, this is a little nod to you, buddy. Thanks again for uh, being a faithful listener. You've definitely written in many times before, always have something very insightful to say, and he said, hey, we need an episode talking about uh, how to get hunting permission and uh, i've been mulling over this for a while now i think that's like a little over a month ago since uh you sent me that email buddy so i have been thinking about it i didn't forget about uh <laughs> i didn't forget about your request um and uh, i felt like you know what picking and bones and it might go a little over the normal time frame here but uh it's it's really a pretty simple process but it's different depending on where you are in the country so this is actually going to be a two parter we're going to have Alex talking about gaining hunting permission on private land out west. And then we're going to have Caleb, the master of seeking hunting permission. He is going to talk about his game plan for what he does here in the Midwest and uh, how he locks it up. But before we jump into that, please, if you are a listener of the show, keep that in mind. You got something you want talked about? Hey, send it out we'd love to look into it and if i think we can get a good episode out of it we'll definitely explore that and maybe we'll end up on a pick and bones maybe we'll end up on a big old full-length episode if it's like a really giant topic you never know but for now we got the one and only mr east west hunts alex grew here to talk to us on how somebody gets hunting permission on private land while hunting out west alex what do you got for us buddy
1: yeah. So I took some notes here. So I think, I think the first one, and I'm I'm going to use this purely on what I do. Sure. And this could give you some ideas, right? I am not a fan. I'm, I'm going to exclamation mark this. I'm not a fan <laughs> of showing up to somebody's front door while I'm hunting.
0: Ooh, good to get permission. piece. Hot tip right there.
1: Yes. So, so I don't do like you're, you're nine times out of 10 not going to get permission showing up. In, uh, in your camo. Yeah. However, that's a last resort if you really need it. Right. So in order, if I'm looking at where I'm going to be hunting and I did not draw a tag yet, I'm looking at how much private property is in those areas. And then I'm paying attention to, you know, what areas do I want to get access to? You know, I'll give you an example. I was just looking at this an Eastern Colorado whitetail hunt, okay? If you're east of I-25, it is all private. So at this point, now I'm looking at who has the largest properties, trying to collect as much information as possible from, you know, a Spartan Forge online. If I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm looking at all the, you know, addresses, names, zip codes, so on and so forth. And I'm trying to figure out who owns that property. And then I am trying to find them on Facebook, LinkedIn, marketplace. I mean you name it. Their names are going to pop up at some point and then I am actively now hitting them on the phones, email. I've gone as far as Facebook Messenger, so on and so forth. But but it's a much better way of interacting. And I have a different intention, right? Cuz I'm like planning something out, so I want to see if they're willing to help great point on this plan, right? Uh, with that, if I end up getting a tag and I need to get access then now I'm a little bit closer probably to season however I'm still going to go after finding out as much information as possible and potentially uh, doing a little bit extra it could be as, uh, as simple as I've done letters so I've literally found addresses and I've taken a picture of myself and written a letter and saying hey you know I'd really appreciate contact back so on and so forth I remember sending out 10, 15, 20 letters to landowners that I was a little bit closer to timeline to, but I felt like it was an extra sure. piece that I could add of, of personalization. The uh, I would say the second big one is probably meeting locals. And so if you are in town, I would go and start chatting it up at the coffee shop. Usually that ends up being a really good spot. Mm, and every yeah. little town has a coffee shop that everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. So i found that to be really, really good. That is, that's, that's a big one in Kansas actually for us. Um, we end up at a coffee shop in this little town all the time and everybody knows, you know, every single farmer in town and we end up chatting yeah. it up and you get big names. And then before you know it, you're on their doorstep chatting them up. Uh, tip number three, if you're going out West, you really should consider scouting if you have the opportunity, right? So, Definitely. If I'm out on a scouting trip, for example, I did this in Wyoming, I looked at different areas that I wanted to hunt in Wyoming, and I'm I'm just using this one as reference, but if, if you have a private property owner that is butting up to BLM land, even if you have a road over there, you actually have to ask that property owner if you can have access to the BLM. I've never had anybody tell me no, but walking up and just saying, Hey, you know what? I'm just checking in. I'm going to be heading over here. You know, do you mind if we go up this road and we're going to use the BLM? And I mean, they they've been nothing but positive in that regard. Uh, however, if I'm scouting, laying out a plan with that business, that with that landowner has been great as a conversation point. And then, you know, checking back in with them as season goes closer, getting their, you know, information, and really, just building some rapport. I think that's a big key with with uh, you know private property owner. They don't want a lot of people, and they want to actually like get to know who's going to be on their property. And then, really, last resort is—I mean, I think uh, I think Caleb might be better at this. But sweet serenades <laughs> at the front doorstep. <laughs> I am not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Schmoozing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard it all, you know, walk up with apple pies or a turkey dinner or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Large gift I just card. go and chat with people, you know? I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, like, it's their property. If they don't want you there, they're going to tell you. And uh, if you, as long as you present yourself professionally and, you know, you you... You know, you don't go in hard charged. You're smiling. You're having a good time. I mean, you're gonna get access somewhere. It's just you gotta be. You gotta go into it knowing that you're gonna get declined. And and you know, it's hate to say it. It's kind of like sales, right? Like you're you might hear ten no's before you hear a yes, but that yes might be the greatest thing ever for you. So yeah. those are my hot four tips for Mr. Dodson. Yeah, and I know who he is because I've chatted with him on Go Wild. So. How you doing, That's buddy? Awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an awesome dude, and it's a great question he brings up. Um, we we have to uh, we have to keep that in mind. You know, it doesn't. And, you know, I think another thing we can t- and Caleb will probably mention this one for his part of this episode. I think it kind of depends on the personality of each person too. You know, some people they really have no problem at all talking it up with uh, strangers and other people there's nothing more terrifying and so you know there's right there's there's that reality of getting permission you you're going to have to fight through those fears you know if 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 uh you're not really a people person um if you, you know if you let that hurdle get in the way it could literally be literally be negatively impacting your um uh, hunt quality so uh make sure you uh you know Try and get over that fear as best you can. Get over there, knock on that door, and uh, see what opportunities unfold for you. Well, thank you very much, Alex, for helping out with this part. We're going to jump to part two here, but please remember, Alex is a one of the top sponsors of this show over at East West Hunts. Alex can plan your hunts for you, whether that be on public land, or he can help you get going on the process of getting some of those uh, some of those tactics, I guess we could say, for gaining permission uh, going as well. Um, if you become a client of his, I know all the clients that I've met, and I've met a lot of them, or interacted with a lot of them, or uh, know about them, know how Alex treats them. Everyone's a happy customer. Uh, and That includes me and Caleb as well. And so make sure you reach out to Alex. Use that promo code FIRSTGEN10. Save yourself 10% off of that dream hunt so this has been part one again our podcast presented by spartan forge and we'll uh, talk more about them in the caleb part of this episode and so uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into part two now with caleb drake on how to gain private property hunting permission (laughs) Okay. As promised, here's Caleb with our part two on how to get hunting permission on private property. So Caleb, you are the wizard of gaining hunting (laughs) and shed hunting permission. How do you go about it? What are some just general things that people need to be keeping in mind or any hot tips that you got?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'm a wizard. I think that that's that's generous. I think I, I think I've told you before. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. Best permission
0: <laughs> seeker with,
2: with that. Sometimes someone's going to listen to this and then challenge me or something. But no. So yeah, I, if when I think about asking for permission on a property, um, I think the first thing that can happen is you almost want to be somebody else's no for them, especially in a day and age where buying property is becoming more difficult. And, and there's just is more private land than there is public in general in most states. Um, growing up in a state like Illinois, you're looking at most all is private land. And, um, and so I actually got to learn a little bit from my dad, just kind of, you know, the relationships he had with people and maintaining those, which I think isn't a piece of the puzzle, is once you do have permission somewhere, never assume permission. You know, maintain that relationship through creative ways. Um, which I'll get into maybe in a couple seconds here. But the first thing I think is just like I will look at like a map. And if I see somebody's name that I want to ask permission on this property, um, I just go in with a a blank mind in a way um, of just an open mind, I guess, is a better way to say that. Yeah. Hey, maybe you never know. Maybe they will say yes. Maybe they will be open to letting me uh, walk for sheds. Um, and then when I do go to ask them, I usually don't lead with like, hi, my name is Caleb and I want to, you know, hunt or fish or walk your property. Um, you just kind of ask them, you know, re- read, read a little bit of the conversation to start of like, Hey, how are you doing today? And, um, you know, don't, don't talk about whatever, just ask them how their days go. Maybe ask about crops or something. If you, if there's anything you can pick up that you could, Hey, that looks like they have antlers in their house and. Or something. Well, like, oh, do you hunt? You know, as a start of the conversation. Um, and then I do like shed hunting. Is probably the number one. It is the number one way around here that I have gotten permission. It's just through is through getting permission um, to walk for sheds. I think it's a really good way to kind of start trust with the property owner. Definitely. Of yeah, right. Like you and I have done that quite a bit. Where we go in somewhere and they really realize, yeah, this person's not gonna, you know, trash my property or they, they check in with me every so often. And, um, and then even, even, um, you know, I even offered one guy, I was like, Hey, I found some sheds. Do you, would, do you want any? And he was like, no, like I, I've got tons. He's like, I don't care. You know, he's like a up from the tractor. And, uh, but even just in that way of the sex, sometimes offering that, um, I have also, um, around here, I helped a farmer bale some hay this past summer you know, half day of work or something. It was brutally hot. And at the end he was trying to pay me and I was like, nope, like you, you've let me shed hunt. You're letting me hunt this fall. That's good enough. You could, you could definitely be charging me or have somebody else to lease this land. Um, So even like a favor like that, like that, that is some, something where for him, he just is like, oh my goodness. Like that is so generous and, and he appreciates that. Um, But I mean, I was, I share the property with a few other guys that hunt it. Um, but we've, we've had that conversation of like, we could be paying thousands oh, yeah. per fall yep. just, yeah, just to hunt it. And, um, so in that way favors, I think go a long way too. um, and, uh, then, and then I, uh, to circle back to just keeping the relationship. And I, I gave some gifts to, um, some property owners this fall. My wife baked up some cookies and, uh, a, a buck I had harvested on one of the properties. Um, I'd gotten some, some sausages, um, or, uh, snack sticks, whatever made up. And I just put in like a box, of like some, like half dozen cookies and a couple yeah, packages of packages. Yeah. And I just went and wrote them a nice thank you of like, Hey, I really appreciate you letting me hunt your property. Maybe I shared a cool experience. I had, uh, one of the mornings of like, I got a, I got to have an owl land on the tree next to me or, I'm um, just kind of bring them along the hunt in that way of like handwritten something just super simple. Um, so then you know they're getting to sit there gnawing a cookie or eat you know cheese and crackers with some deer sausage yeah. and read this note and go like oh I'm really I really feel like I'm giving this this person something rather than just um like a consumption it's like wow this is like revived re- reviving to them or
0: yeah um, yeah that's so a good point
2: I think that went a long way um and just then it also builds a, again like a relationship with the property owner that I really. I really enjoy most of the people that hunt on their land now. Like I can go to their house and, um, you know, have a 20, 30 minute conversation with them just about anything. Um, and mm-hmm. it's super, super enjoyable. Um, but I think it does start with just that bravery to just knock on the door and, and just say like, Hey, this, this is my name. And, uh, you know, I'm new to the area or Hey, I've hunted down the road or I, I, you know, this person down there they, they, a lot of times farmers and what I found is in a concentrated area, they obviously all know each other, but it's yeah. really advantageous to start to get permission on multiple pieces. Um, and you and I could go on like forever cans. I mean, about the sheds and like picking up sheds and thinking about hunting this deer and, um, there's so many things like that. So if you have like an epicenter of a property that you're like, I can hunt this one, I'd say, start there. Maybe even ask that person like, Hey do you think this person would let me walk for sheds? I, I have twice as many places I can walk for sheds, or we have that many as we can hunt.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, but yeah, it's definitely like it's a dance a little bit of, of just kind of, you got to be bold to ask somebody to dance. You got to be bold to ask somebody to go
0: walk for some sheds. And, <laughs> there you um, go. You, you, got know? The, you, got the, you got the land permission tango uh, yeah. going on there. But uh, no, <laughs> that's – that, that's uh. That's a, that's, those are all excellent pieces of advice. And uh, just to make sure that, uh, you know, we, so this is a, again, a question that was posed to us by a listener to the podcast. And, uh, you know, just to kind of round things up, taking everything that Caleb has said, everything that Alex has said, some good points that I would, I would throw in there. And these guys have kind of alluded to these things as well. You know, when you show up, make sure you aren't any more intrusive than you already are. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You're getting people to get up from, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing before you knock on their door. So you're interrupting their day. So don't be standing there real close to the door, you know, up in their face. Don't, don't look, you know, grungy, dirty, or assuming like have all your shed hunting gear on and ready to (laughs) roll, you know, and, and I try to, I try to, uh, you know, not do that. Um, uh, but sometimes too, you know, if you're in a time crunch or whatever, you got to do what you got to do there. And then, uh, some other things I would, I would say is, um, if you, go somewhere very local look for places that are very local because when people know that you are a neighbor whether they know you or not but we say oh i live you know just uh a few miles that in that direction or i live right over there or i live you know um in this part of town when they know that you are a local person there's going to be more likelihood that they're going to trust you. Recently we had Jake Sproll on from Deerco and he talked about how, uh being from New York when he knocks on someone's door here in Iowa and they ask where he's from and he says New York it's like an automatic <laughs> no. So there's oh, something, there's something about that local side of it. So so do that. Also if you have kids, incorporate your kids in it. People Uh, want to see kids having a good time so you know mention that yeah I'm planning to bring my kids here and and uh, I think that also shows people that you're not some kind of like weirdo you know if you generally (laughs) speaking people that are going around asking for recreation uh, access and they have kids they're probably a pretty good person so uh, not always I'm sure but a lot of times I think people feel more comfortable then too. So, uh, you know, mention that and and then follow through with it. Bring your kids. You know, if your kid finds a cool shed, that'd be a great thing to work into a thank you card at the end of the season like uh, Caleb mentioned there as well. So all excellent um ideas from both alex and caleb though you can definitely apply those to your situation and uh, as you're looking for that access don't forget use spartan forge caleb and i are on there every single day alex uses it as well i just got another buddy onto it he's loving it and uh, you'll want to uh, download that app and then uh, purchase the subscription components as you need them. So, uh, that could be, you know, the deer prediction or sorry, deer behavior prediction could be, uh, um, even some of the stuff coming up here soon for hunting out West, whatever it is you need, get those along with the app download and you will maximize the effectiveness of that app. So, Again, mm-hmm. Spartan Forge presenting sponsor. Make sure you check them out. And as I said in the first segment, also go see Alex at eastwesthunts.com. Get your hunts put together as needed and use that promo code FIRSTGEN10 to save yourself 10%. Well, thank you so much to Alex and Caleb for jumping on for this episode of Picking Bones. And uh, thank you to you, the listeners. Keep reaching out. Give yep, us more yep. more topics. That's uh, what we want to know. We want to know how to help you and uh, make this podcast most interesting to you. So make sure you reach out for that. And please, 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 one way you can give back to us in a huge way is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Both of those would be tremendously helpful to us. There's great feedback as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Until next time. Take care and take someone hunting.